present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck Rindon, and I'm joined by Amy Nalloway. Amy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. You know, this is our first show in the studio. Last week, of course, we were at Disneyland celebrating Disneyland's 68th anniversary. <laughs> yes. Which uh, which was a lot of fun, uh, you know. It, was, it, it felt appropriate, you know. First episode of the show, of course, we had to you know, be at the park that uh, we both love, and of course, was the source of inspiration for the for the show. But we're here back in the studio now, and you know, I'm excited for today's topic because it's all about summertime uh, and the heat at Disneyland. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it has been known to get uh, rather hot <laughs> during the summer at Disneyland. Uh, you know, those uh, SoCal summer days, especially as you get kind of into August and September, you know, they, they can be brutal sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. The heat seems to crank it up even <laughs> well into the early fall down here. But That's true. That's very true. So with the heat in mind, you know, uh, something we love doing here is a top five list, you know, the Fab Five, as we like to call it. So, uh, Let's say we count down our five favorite places to beat the heat in the Disneyland Resort. Let's do it. What's number five? So coming in at number five is Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland. Uh, and You know, honestly, for me, this is a perfect spot. Uh, although I, I wish it had some live entertainment still, they would make it that much better as of now it's, you know, it's just a glorified place to, you know, grab a, a root beer float or something, but it does have ample air conditioning. So I, I think for that fact alone, it's a great place to kind of duck the heat and, you know, there's worse ways than, you know, sitting in an air conditioned room and enjoying some ice cream or something. Right. I mean, I feel, I feel it's a good way to pass the time. You can sometimes catch the Golden Horseshoe piano player in there various times throughout Very certain true. days. But uh yeah, it's it is an uh it's a it's a scenic little spot. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it it makes you feel like you're stepping into a a different time a little bit just even with the, you know, the lighting and the fixtures and the stage and i don't know it has it has a vibe it's a whole it does <laughs> it's a whole thing yeah, it does and it, it does kind of transport you back to the early days of disneyland as well i mean you can sort of feel some of the early disneyland history in there as well which is always cool all right so that's our number five what, what do we have for number four well coming in at number four we're gonna take a little hop over to disney california adventure park for this one it's the paradise garden bandstand ah, okay i like it 
So it's, you know, it's, it's a nice, if you're looking for something more, uh, outdoorsy, but a nice little spot to, uh, kind of get out of the direct sunlight. Um, there's lots of trees, uh, you can find a table to sit at and there's just this nice little sort of gardeny setting around you <laughs> as you sit underneath these, these big trees and the bandstand, uh, depending on, you know, the day and time, you can sometimes catch some great live entertainment. There are some fantastic little bands and groups that perform on the stage there. And you are very conveniently located to some uh, delicious food and beverage options. <laughs> so you can go grab, you know, something, something to eat and drink and sit and relax. And, um, you know, there. There can be a, a nice uh, breezy afternoon spot for you to kind of hang out and and uh, escape the that direct sunlight. Like I said, it's just a it's a pretty little spot back there. Well, you you mentioned some of my favorite activities. So you know, delicious foods, of course. I'm there. Shade sitting and live entertainment. I, I think <laughs> those that combination there, you're having a good time. Yeah, you got all the bases covered. It's that's pretty great. All right, so coming in at number three, uh, this is one of my favorite attractions. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln, uh, right on Main Street, USA, Disneyland. This is honestly, I, I love this area, but it's perfect for a hot day. You could just go in, you can scope out some of you know the Disneyland's uh, relics of the past, some history. You can watch the uh, Disneyland first fifty magical years video and. Of course, taking great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, so the nice thing, though, is between the lobby and the show, like you, you can literally spend probably like 30 plus minutes in there. So it, it's a good time suck if you want to just get out of the heat. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's fun, too. I mean, I, I still marvel at uh, animatronic Abe Lincoln. So it's, it's definitely a, a top choice for me if you're looking to duck the heat. Nice. Number two on our list is none other than Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a great little spot to uh, grab a a nice pineapple Dole Whip or pineapple juice from the Tiki Juice Bar and uh, take your treat into the Enchanted Tiki Room and uh, enjoy... Uh, what is it about 15 minutes yeah give or give or take uh, roughly yeah, about 15 like minutes yeah. 15 minutes of um the the tiki birds singing you some melodic tunes <laughs> and tropical giving you some tropical vibes um like, like i said it's a great place just to sit and get out of the sun um, usually the air conditioners go in and like i said you can take those treats inside with you you're able to eat and drink inside which is nice uh, just to get out of that heat and enjoy some vintage Disney magic. <laughs> yeah, totally. As uh, as Jose and his friends uh, serenade you, get to see some of Walt's, you know, signature work. Take, take, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Not take flight. Yeah, take flight. <laughs> but don't worry, the tiki room doesn't fly away, <laughs> as they say. Uh, dude, yeah, Enchanted Tiki Room, it's always a good time. And uh, yeah, it, it's the perfect uh, 
way to duck the heat. And you pair that with a Dole Whip and man, you're having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. It's a great little place to, I don't know, the, the, the songs just make me smile. So gotta love it. Yeah, definitely. It it puts you in a good mood for sure. Okay. So number one, we've arrived uh, to the big time here. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, all the attractions we've mentioned up to this point have been awesome. But when I think places to duck the heat, this is usually the first one that comes to mind. Uh, So for number one, we're heading back to DCA, Disney's California Adventure, and uh, we're going to the animation building. Oh, yeah. Which is really uh, four attractions in one. But yeah, the moment you walk in here, you're just immediately greeted with just this blast of cold. <laughs> it's so cool in there. And yeah, when you're uh, when you've been walking around the heat all day, so, so, so nice and welcoming. I mean, if you're a fan of Disney's animation and the music, um, it's just visually and audibly one of the coolest places to, to hang out. It really is. I um, mean, you're, you're literally wrapped in Disney like history and magic there. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. And then, like you said, you've got different options while you're inside. So, um, you know, you can sit in that lobby area and just enjoy the music and the video footage. That's a, a 360 experience in and of itself. Or you can go and explore the other options. You've got what? You've got um, Turtle Talk with Crush. Righteous, yeah. Yeah. You so totally rock, dude. (laughs) But uh, you can ask your questions to Crush and have your curiosities (laughs) curiosities met there with um, some turtle wisdom. Yeah. And it's fun because the show's different every time, you know. So Oh yeah. It's always entertaining. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. There's something there's something different that happens every time I've gone to experience Turtle Talk. Um, there's the Animation Academy, which you know, I tend to be my own worst critic when it comes to drawing, but uh every once in a while I learn something new there. You you have your option of a whole days worth of different characters and offerings to to draw to learn how to draw from um you know a, a disney artist there and i don't know there's something about taking a class it makes me feel <laughs> makes me feel like i'm doing something productive even if it is just learning how to draw mini or mickey you know it is fun you know and usually uh it's pretty funny for me because uh, you know by the time we're done like my drawing typically looks nothing like the character <laughs> Because I'm a notoriously bad drawer, so, but yeah, it's it's certainly fun trying, and and it's it's one of those things too. Like you have a fun little keepsake as well. Yes, you do a, a magical memory, if nothing else. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, yep. You can also make magical memories meeting Anna and Elsa at their royal welcome. You can get some pictures with Arendelle's finest, <laughs> right? And uh, you can also continue your your animation education in the Sorcerer's Workshop and and see um, different examples of stop animation and, you know, do a, a, a scene where you make one of Mickey Mouse balloons fly or I forget what the other ones are. Those are, are always fun, yeah. Yeah. And the Beast's Library is still there. You can go and explore in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
It's a fun little spot. What I love about this, you know, is there's there's no time limit here. Like you can literally spend all day if you want. You can spend 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. if you're really wanting to duck the heat, yeah, I mean, this could certainly suck up plenty of time and you'll have all these things to do. So it's not like you're just sitting there. But, but even if you just want to sit out in the lobby, like there's tons to yeah. look at, you know. Um, yeah, I asked my dad, it's a great place to take a nap. So <laughs> it's a great place to take a nap. <laughs> if you have, if you have little ones, um, the music and the lights in that lobby area is so entertaining. Uh, last time I was in there, there was a little kid who was just having the time of their life chasing <laughs> the little, uh, lights and projections on the floor. And, uh, it was the cutest thing to see, but definitely a, a great place to, um, Kill some time out of the sun, especially if it's just like one of those days where it's miserably hot. It is a really fun place to to duck out of that hot, scorching summer sun. Yeah, very true. So there you have it. That is our Fab Five places to beat the heat at Disneyland Resort. Uh, you know, we have Golden Horseshoe, the Paradise Garden Bandstand, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, and of course, topping the list, DCA's animation building. So if you're looking to duck the heat next time, give one of those a try. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. <laughs> All right. Now, moving on from uh list to something else that is near and dear to our heart, food, <laughs> eats, eats and treats. <laughs> More things that I don't ever regret. I love them oh so very much. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> This, I, I feel like, you know, my Disneyland trips are literally planned around what I'm going to eat. So the, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yes. Eats and treats, you know, and in this summertime edition, uh, let's talk about a few of our favorite cool treats. You know, something that we enjoy to kind of uh, quench our thirst or just to beat the heat a little bit. Uh, so, Amy, what, what are some cool treats you enjoy? Oh, goodness. I, you know, mentioned it when we were talking about the Tiki Room, but I love me some Dole Whip. Can't go wrong. Just there's something about that pineapple soft serve that hits the spot. <laughs> it's so refreshing. It's um, it's dairy-free. It's I believe it's vegan, actually. It so is, if you've yeah. got, you know, dietary restrictions of whatever kind, that might fit into what you can have. Uh, you can pick it up at the Tiki Juice Bar or at the Tropical Hideaway. Um, you got some other flavor options there, but it's a, a quick, easy grab. You can mobile order at the Tiki Juice Bar. I don't think they have mobile order at the Hideaway, but um, you've got some more options for flavors and different things there. Um, it's just a delicious, cool, little, simple treat. Um, it's one of my favorites. Hmm. What's another go-to cool treat? I also am a Gibson girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take me to the ice cream and I'm pretty easy going. I usually do the waffle cone. I think it's because it's that smell. Mm. <laughs> you know the smell I'm talking oh, yeah. about. You're no. out on Main Street, you can smell the waffle cone. Um it just wafts through the air. So I usually do a, a double scoop at Gibson Girl, uh cookies and cream and Chocolate chip cookie dough is usually okay. my go-to. That's, now that's a good combo. Rainbow sh- rainbow sherbet's not there anymore, which I'm a little heartbroken about. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I still have options. That was, that was a great summer flavor too. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a a nice little refreshing treat. Um, and 
I just love me a waffle cone. So Gibson Girl's <laughs> always a good choice. Another one of my favorites is, and this is going to sound super weird because it's not even a Disney, like, not Disney exclusive treat of any kind or anything, but it's those um, Minute Maid frozen lemonades that come in the cup. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Particularly, I love the raspberry one. <laughs> They're, I don't know, it's less than six bucks to get one. But the great thing about them is that when you first receive it, it's like frozen solid, like a frozen solid brick. It's, it's a so literally it, like a block of ice almost, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And they even warn you like to be careful because it's really frozen. But um, that's like the best part, though, is that you get to hold this incredibly cold thing and it, just holding it and I'll usually stick it like on the side of my face or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool off a little bit, you know, when you're hot and flushed. And, oh, um, and then so, so then that starts to like warm up like, and melt the frozen lemon. So then I can actually start eating it. <laughs> I just picture the children like, mommy, what is that lady doing with her lemonade? <laughs> It's multifunctional, friends. It's multifunctional. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's for some reason, one of my favorites. If you're back in uh, Star Wars land visiting uh, Batu, you've got some fun choices back there as well. I mean, you've got your, are you a blue milk or green milk person? But beyond that, if you head to the docking bay seven, um, there is this drink there. I don't know why I like it so much. I <laughs> anytime I'm back there, I have to get one because it's now one of my favorites. It's called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not, but I think it's called the Fatro. That's how I pronounce it. T G R O. I don't know. Anyways, basically, it is the Gold Peak unsweetened iced tea with. Minute Maid Lemonade, so we've got some like Arnold Palmer action going on. But then they add this desert pear flavoring syrup to it, and it's just... This, That's where the magic is. Yeah. It's magic. And then their ice is like that fun, kind of like beady, weird textured ice that I that love. barrel ice, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good. <laughs> so it's the combination of like enjoying the drink, which is super tasty and refreshing, and I love it so very much. But then you get the awesome ice as well. So it's like two treats in one. <laughs> I love it, dude. And I, I love the Fatra. It's such a great, refreshing drink. So, so, so good. Yeah. The last thing that comes to mind is actually a, a cold treat that I got on my last Disneyland trip. And it was a root beer float from the Golden Horseshoe. I had, had a conversation. <laughs> literally like 20 minutes earlier with one of my friends about I'm trying not to drink soda anymore. <laughs> and then we walk into the golden horseshoe and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, man, a root beer float sounds so good right now. <laughs> and yeah, so I ordered a root beer float. <laughs> nice. Um, and it was, uh, it was just, I don't know what it was. It hit the spot. It hit the spot. Something about a root beer float. It's so simple. Um, but yeah, it, it was tasty, um, refreshing, nice little uh, escape from from the warmth of the day. And I don't know, it just felt appropriate to be sitting in the Golden Horseshoe having a root beer float and it made my day. So um, those are just a few of the, the cool treats that I enjoy when I uh, when I hit up the parks. But how about you? What are some of your favorites? 
so like you, I, I, I have to be at the top of the list, Dole Whip, right? And I think any variety. Uh, but specifically, my go-to, the one I absolutely love, Tropical Hideaway, the Chili Mango Dole Whip. Mm-hmm. This is just so delicious. It hits like my flavor profile spot on. You know, you get the mangoes and you get the tahini sauce and it just all goes so well together. It's kind of that nice, like sweet and spicy sort of mix that I love. And yeah, it, it just hits the spot every single time. So chili mango Dole Whip, uh, but you know, really any Dole Whip, frankly, <laughs> like I'm not going <laughs> to complain. So. Any Dole Whip is a good Dole Whip. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, another favorite of mine. So, you know, going over to DCA, Claire Bell's hand scooped ice cream parlor, the mint chocolate chip sundae in specific. I, I love mint chocolate chip and this is fun. So it's, you know, you have two scoops of mint chocolate chip. Of course, it's in a waffle cup and they add uh, whipped cream and you get these like chocolate Mickey shaped sprinkles on it, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, we've talked about Mickey shaped food. It's, there's just <laughs> something magical about it. So tastes better. It, it really definitely tastes does. better. Uh, and then, of course, it's topped with a cherry. So the perfect Sunday. Uh, I love it. You know, Gibson Girl also has something similar. I believe they, it's like their Firehouse Dalmatian Sunday. You just don't get the uh, the Mickey sprinkles on that one. Oh, so. okay, okay. But yeah, the uh, mint chocolate chip sundae from Claire Barrels always a staple for me. I love it. Always a go to. And uh, you know, as something refreshing, still kind of sticking in DCA. I also really love the mango madness smoothie at Schmoozies. Oh yeah, that is good. It is so refreshing, so good. And you can see a trend, right? Mango, mango and you just <laughs> they just go together for some reason. Love the flavor. But yeah, it, this is just a perfect quencher for summertime. You know, you're there in the heat, like oh, mango uh, madness smoothie just hits perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh Galaxy's Edge, the milk stand, blue milk. But I, I'm kind of one of those weird people that I can do blue milk or green milk. Like I like them both. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that says about me because most people I know it's one or the other and it <laughs> and really heavily like, skews towards blue. Yes. So. Well, and I don't know. I just don't know that. I, I think most people are very passionate about whichever is their favorite. I guess. So, yeah. Green, and they don't like the other one, you know. It's Maybe I'm just the ultimate diplomat. I don't know. But I, mm-hmm. I do literally enjoy both of them. I want to say, though, you know, different times, different seasons for different flavors. You know, blue is probably more like kind of uh, if I'm going for something that's cool and like kind of more of a desserty flavor for me. The green mm-hmm. milk is more kind of refreshing. I, I don't know. It's kind of more, has a fresher kind of fruity taste, I guess, to it. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a conundrum, I guess. I'm team blue, but I can have green if I add blue to it. Which I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> well, that's that's yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it's it's actually funny because when I was there opening night of Galaxy's Edge, and I I had the green milk, I engaged in a conversation with Ray as she was walking around, and she asked me like, "Oh, do you know where they get the green milk?" And yeah, we had to have that fun conversation because yeah it's it's rather interesting yeah. if you if you haven't seen a uh, last jedi yet where the green milk <laughs> comes from 
Yeah. Maybe that's why people don't like the green milk. I don't know, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, I, green or blue milk, I love them both. So nice. it's, it's always a refreshing treat for me. And, uh, yeah, always, always hits the spot. <laughs> love it. So to wrap it up though, you mentioned root beer float and honestly, root beer float is on my list as well. But I usually get it from the Gibson Grill. Okay. Root beer float. It's kind of like that classic sort of Americana dessert. It just seems like they go hand in hand. So I love, you know, getting a a root beer float on Main Street. You know, I'm curious though, because I've actually never had one for Golden Horseshoe. Have you had them from both places? Is there a difference? You know, I I haven't had one from Gibson Grill, but um, I don't know if you remember back in back in the olden days um, when there used to be uh, the smaller secondary ice cream location in between what's now Starbucks and Disney Clothiers. Oh, right, right. There used to be a little window there. Um, I yes, used to yeah. get root beer floats from there all the time. And they actually used to do like the, you could get it with like orange soda right, right. or root beer or, you know, you could basically whatever soda you wanted. But, um, and those were, delicious but i don't know i'll have to try the gibson girl one i'm okay with that experiment i'll have to try <laughs> yeah so he, you take one for the team I, i'm just curious if there's a difference you know because i <laughs> uh, i've never had one from golden horseshoe believe it or not so let's we'll do a blind taste test the next time <laughs> that <we're- laughs> there you go that, that's a future episode at the making <laughs> oh man i'm here for it well all this talk about root beer floats and the good old days uh Reminds me a lot about uh, our topic for our Resort Rewind today. And our Resort Rewind has us looking at the Carnation Plaza Garden and the bandstand there that used to host the swing dancing. Uh, It was this neat little spot kind of tucked just to the side of the Sleepy Beauty Castle. Did you ever go there when it was open? Oh, I did. Yeah, many times. It always caught my eye, especially, you know, when the swing dancing was going on, Mm because it just looked like the place to be. (laughs) Like, there was just so much energy there, you know? It was great. Yeah, there was was the swing dancing in the evenings, and um, during the day, they would often host different um, high school band performances or choir performances, orchestra performances, um, different, you know, different things going on throughout the day. Um, but when I was a kid, there was also, you know, not just the bandstand, there was a whole, like, it was basically a quick service restaurant that. That's right. Housed, that's right. You know, yeah, it housed, um, well, obviously it featured all the carnation ice creams. So, you know, you could go and you could, that's the one thing I remember getting there all the time is the root beer floats and the, the souvenir. They had these tall, souvenir mugs and the design on the mug would change you know every once in a while like there was one that had the disneyland castle on it and said disneyland and there was one that had like the different poses of mickey mouse kind of around the (laughs) the cup but i don't know something about a root beer float in the souvenir cup like it just tasted different (laughs) you know know, i did there was always something about a souvenir cup when you were a kid because you got to take like the magic home with you, right? Yeah. And so the next time yeah. at home, when you would fill that cup, you're like, oh, I had this at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
But yeah, I remember getting, uh, you know, getting my, my root beer float and they had, you know, your basic like hamburgers and hot dogs and French fries and, you know, your basic, basic food. Basic theme park food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basic theme park food. But, um, you know, you go and get, you know, your little treat, go sit down and just enjoy that atmosphere. Um, it was one of my favorite things to do was to watch the um, the big bands play and all of the people who would come to dance. And I think, you know, as someone who frequented uh, that spot often, you know, on a weekly basis, you would see so many um, just, <laughs> just the cutest couples that like were also regulars that would come and dance, you know, every weekend. And it created like a whole culture, right? Like mm-hmm. just this was something like the whole kind of swing culture that happened there and carried on kind of from the forties and everything. Yeah. It was, it was fun to see. But you would see people of all ages dancing. And I think that was what was so cool is, right. um, you know, people who actually were young <laughs> in the forties that, you know, created that style of dance would be there still dancing together with the, you know, the younger generations. And, but just to see everyone out on the dance floor together and, as corny as it sounds like it was magical on that dance floor like watching everybody dance together yeah it it was for me it was disneyland in a nutshell because you know the whole goal behind walt disney opening disneyland was to create a place where the old and young could play together right and Mm -hmm. sort of see all those generations coming together enjoying some dancing what's more disneyland than that i mean it was just such a perfect match you know yeah Speaking of the Carnation Plaza Garden, you know, of course, you know, I'll inject a little bit of history here because it it is a rather interesting place. You know, it's one of those that the area itself, uh, it it originally started as sort of this gazebo bandstand. The actual Carnation Plaza Gardens, it opened, uh, I believe, in August of 1956. And, you know, at the time, as you mentioned, they were mainly hosting like high school choirs and they were doing like character shows and kind of meet and greets and things like that. But in the summer of 57, that's when things really kicked into full gear with the place. That's when they introduced the date night at Disneyland, the Friday and Saturday nights, mm-hmm. which ended up being a huge, huge success for the park. And it attracted uh, all kinds of college and high school students. They originally liked about it was that, of course, at that time, uh, you know, you probably couldn't say that today, but at that time, like Disneyland, it was a relatively minimum cost for them to get in there. They also liked it because there was no alcohol. So it was just this like fun and safe place. To, and there was all this like variety of music and experiences they could mm-hmm. do. So the date night would really appeal to like younger people. And it was like hugely successful. And in fact, some local newspapers at the time reported that nearly 8,000 young people uh, which happened to make up 70% of the overall attendance at the Plaza Gardens each weekend. But 8,000 people, young people, visited the Plaza Gardens every Friday and Saturday night. Wow. So if you think about like back in the 50s, that's a whole lot of people like going mm-hmm. to Disneyland to dance. Yeah. So that, that's just a, an idea of just how successful like this date night. Uh, and, you know, the the date night, You've probably heard the theme. They currently have it playing in the Esplanade right now to celebrate the 100 years of the company. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you know the tune, you know, the date night at Disneyland. Date night at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good times. Yeah. Good times. 
It's a, it's a toe tapper for sure. And it's catchy. Yeah, this, this was so popular. In, in fact, shortly after in the summer of 58, they decided to start doing the, the dancing seven nights a week uh, instead of just the, the Friday, Saturday. So it expanded to basically every night <laughs> during the summer. You could come and dance the night away at Disneyland Park. And yeah, it was just so popular. And part of what made it popular was some of the popular like teen stars of the day, like Annette Funicello and the Osmond brothers would show up there. Oh, uh, there's yeah. even some iconic pictures of Walt Disney dancing there with Lillian Disney. So those early days, you you didn't know who was going to show up there. So you just wanted to be there. Like you felt like it was, mm. this was the spot, right? Like you it was to be the hot the spot. It was the place to be. Yeah, it, it really was. It just would host some of the biggest names and big bands during that time. And, you know, what's interesting, as we sort of alluded to at the top here, you know, this big band swing movement, you know, the popularity of it started to wane in the 40s, but it continued on into Disneyland. Carnation Plaza Gardens, it basically became the hub for swing and it carried over into well into the 90s. It, it created like a culture, right? Like this is where people wanted to go to swing dance and it just became this thing you know this movement almost sort of celebrating the past but also embracing the future and like just again that perfect disneyland kind of combo and then like like you mentioned they they did serve the food the carnation ice cream and kind of the burgers and the hot dogs and french fries which i believe the food actually ended in 1999 they closed that down uh, to eventually, they created the walkway, the pass-through to uh, Frontierland, the Rancho del Zocolo, which opened in mm -hmm. 2001. So, unfortunately, you know, that, that took away the root beer floats, took away the hamburgers yep. and everything. Yep. Yeah, they added a lot more seating. and They did. Um, they put in uh, one of those family companion, family restroom Restrooms, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, made that little walkway that connected... Uh, the pathway to where Rancho Del Zocalo is, yeah. So yeah, even even after the closure of the quick service food, the dancing itself continued on. Uh, in fact, its last operating day was April 30th, 2012. And that's when it finally closed and they decided to begin work to transform the area into Fantasy Fair, which is what exists today, kind of the extension of Fantasyland. But they did promise that the swing dancing would return. And I think for a short time, they were actually doing it out in downtown Disney, if I remember correctly, on the weekends. And then when they finally did open the Royal Theater and Fantasy Fair, they did actually have, for a while, the Royal Swing Big Band Ball, uh, which continued the tradition of swing dancing. That currently is closed right now, but, uh, you know, many, many folks are hopeful that it will return at some point to continue the swing dance tradition at Disneyland. Well, if nothing else, we at least have some magical memories. I'm sure that, uh, that there are plenty of, of great photographs and I don't know, it's kind of the only bummer is like, there's not a I feel like cell phone videos weren't quite as big back then, but it'd be fun to see, you know, some video footage of, of what it was like at the swing dancing. I don't know. I have memories. I can close my eyes and picture it and hear the music and, 
Yeah, it was it was a, a neat place, and I'm glad that we got to revisit it for our resort rewind today. To this day, it's still one of those places I, I remember very fondly. Disneyland, it's classic Disneyland for me. You know, just going there on the weekends and seeing like the swing dancing, and even though you know I I can't dance for anything. It, it was still fun to kind of get caught up in the energy of it and just kind of watch and you you wanted to be there. And it's similar to like other live entertainment. I mean, that to me, like that kind of stuff is what makes Disneyland, right? I mean, you have like the attractions, mm-hmm. which are awesome, but those sort of experiences, it, it just kind of is next level. So hopefully, hopefully it returns uh, in Fantasyland or the uh, the Royal Theater at some point, but they've had some sporadic some sporadic events, from my understanding. But yeah, it would be it would be great, maybe even just like a a summer series, <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm all bring for it, it. Yeah, yeah, or just yeah, bring it back for like a season as good old limited time magic or something like that. <laughs> that right, be, right. It'd be fun. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it, it definitely would. If they were to bring back the date nights to Disneyland, could you think of how crazy that would be? Yeah. I feel it, like that would be a draw. It, it would be interesting, you know? Did they purposely choose to include that date night at Disneyland theme? You know, I mean, are, are they trying to kind of get that back in the people's uh, mind? But who who knows? Who knows what they'll do? But all I can say is I agree with you. I, I just want to see dancing return, the swing dancing return in that area or, you know, some, some area in Disneyland. I feel it's such a staple to the park. We, we need some swing dancing in Disneyland. <laughs> I'm always a fan of music and dancing. So, yes. All right. Well, why don't we transition to our deep dive conversation? And I have a feeling this one's going to be pretty fun. So for this conversation, we've tasked ourselves with coming up with our ideal summer day at Disneyland. And that can be whatever you want it to entail. Uh, I'm very curious to, you know, just see if our uh, ideal days are are different, similar, where, <laughs> where we diverge, you know, since you're a local and I'm not a local anymore. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we approach it differently. But Amy, walk me through your ideal summer day at Disneyland. My ideal summer day at Disneyland probably wouldn't begin until like six o'clock in the evening <laughs> if I had my way. Yes. I'm historically what I would refer to as a nocturnal Disneyland visitor. <laughs> I was right there with you when, when I <laughs> lived there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like it, there was something great about being able to just show up once the sun went down and it wasn't quite so hot. But uh, if if we're talking like the all day experience, uh, again, I'm not a not a rope dropper either. Like I like to sleep in. <laughs> um, so I would probably my my perfect summer day at Disneyland would allow me to uh, sleep in a little bit. Um, I would probably get to Disneyland around maybe like nine thirty. Okay, that's still relatively early. It's still relatively early, but early. not like super super early. Right, early enough that um, the first thing on my agenda would be to probably knock out Star Wars Land first thing, just because. Okay, so you're doing like Rise of Resistance and 
Yeah, like I'd probably do rise first and I would probably honestly, depending on what the cue was like, I would probably splurge and lightning lane it <laughs> because it's it can get pretty crazy and there's not shade. Like there's no real shade That's back not there. a fun cue to wait in. Yeah, during the heat. No, no. 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 So uh, definitely would probably do lightning lane. The one thing about being there early would mean that I could hit up Ronto's Roasters for the mm. breakfast Ronto wrap, which they only have before, I believe, 1030. Right. And it's so good. I love it. I don't, <laughs> But I'm never there early enough to get it. So the perfect Likewise, summer Disney yeah. day. Yeah. The perfect summer Disney day would no doubt have to include a stop for a breakfast Ronto wrap. And then since I was back there, I'd have to get the Fatro too, because, you know, it just has to happen. Right. So I'd probably spend my morning doing like Star Wars land. Um, if there were any of the uh, classic fantasy land attractions that I wanted to do, uh, I'd probably spend most of my time doing those things in the morning hours. Okay. For lunch, you know, I do first lunch, second lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loving this already. And and this is this is my perfect Disneyland day. So I'm just gonna focus on being just at Disneyland. So if I was able to get a reservation for lunch, I would probably do a lunch reservation at the Riverbell Terrace. Okay. Because the indoor seating the, there is air conditioning in there. Um and they have it's the brisket burnt ends grilled cheese that is delicious. <laughs> And that I can always go for that. So I would, if I could get a reservation, I would probably do that. Oh, you could get potato bites there, which is always a plus. Yes, potato bites are always a win, uh, which is also why I might do second lunch or like pre-lunch at Red Rose Tavern because they have <laughs> potato bites there as well. That's true. Um, <laughs> just sort of depends on the agenda. But um, another option would also be Hungry Bear if we were still back, you know, in Star Wars land area, we could sneak out and go to. Hungry Bear, which um, has some plenty of patio seating that's, you know, at least partially shaded. So that's always an option as well. So there's into the hottest part of the day. I'd probably save the attractions like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, things that are going to be more um, indoor queues, or at least have, um, if they do have an outdoor queue, have a long enough escape inside <laughs> where it's well air conditioned and um, a moment to kind of recoup and escape the heat. I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean these days, like you, you got to be a little careful of that because sometimes in the midday that queue gets a little crazy. It can. Yeah. It can no, spill it can. out. And that, but it does, it does move. Typically it moves pretty fast. Pretty quickly. Usually, yeah. Pretty quickly. Usually. And yeah, I would, you know, if, if I was splurging on lightning lane, then that would also sort of affect the order in which I would choose to do things. But I'm just talking in relative terms here. But yeah, things like um, Haunted Mansion, Pirates, It's a Small World, um, maybe throw in, you know, Star Tours or, you know, Space Mountain, things like that, depending on the lines. I would do those types of things and throw in a stop at the Tiki Room for a Dole Whip or... (laughs) Um, you know, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster, do something to kind of break it up um, so that I'm I'm in, out of the sun for a little bit. And then I would choose to watch the second parade of the day um, uh, on the shadier side of the street. 
I, if there's a night parade, like I'm a big fan of the night parades. Um, but with the summertime change, it's the second parade's not really at night anymore, but I do like me a night parade, but I'd probably go with that second parade viewing, um, where it's just a little bit cooler. You know, it's finally starting to cool off. I would probably make sure to avoid any of the heavily treed areas during pre-evening like basically four o'clock on are you talking about hour of the crow <laughs> yes because oh my gosh the crows are everywhere yeah they get intense yeah so you just gotta watch out for those crows um unfortunately <laughs> they love the trees and the shady trees are where i always want to be so just you know be forewarned it's very ominous too by the way yeah sometimes <laughs> like, you really feel like you're creepy. in the birds or something movie but it's it's like a scary movie come to life um but i'm at my yeah. happy place so how could this be <laughs> they're happy crows happy crows uh, they're, they're happy crows oh my goodness and then uh, my evening would probably entail if we're talking like perfect summer day at Disneyland, I don't know. It'd be nice to um, maybe have dinner at Blue Bayou and get a cocktail or sneak back to uh, Star Wars land <laughs> and uh, hit up Oga's Cantina for a, a nice beverage. Yeah. Nightcap. There you go. Well, nightcap. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have any particular place that, like I have to do dinner when I'm there. I'm pretty flexible kind of is like whatever sounds good. Um, but my evening would most likely include a Dole Whip of some kind. Gotta, gotta have it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say either a Dole Whip or an, an ice cream of some sort. And then the evening fireworks. And then, um, I am a fan of Thunder Mountain at night. I just think I, I agree. it's more fun. It, it feels like you're going faster at night. Um, it's nice to not be like cooking the entire time you're going through the ride. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So Thunder Mountain at night is like a two thumbs up for me. If the Mark Twain is available at night, there is something super magical about riding the Mark Twain at night and the reflection of the lights on the water. I absolutely love it. Um, so those are probably two things. Um, for sure that I would do in the evening hours. I am also a huge fan any time of the day, escaping to the Disneyland railroad as an option to um, kind of get off your feet for a little while. But uh, again, one of my favorite things to do is to ride it in the evening, seeing the park lit up at night, um, doing the grand circle tour in the evening. I don't know. I just, I'm a fan. You and I are fans of the sweeper train making it the last experience (laughs) of the night. Like that is the perfect way to end the evening. Although I've discovered, <laughs> I don't know if I'm young enough to, <laughs> to survive that late anymore. <laughs> I oh, don't no. know. I can't think of the last time I made it to a Disneyland closing. But anyways. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you measure your age. Can, no can I make joke. the sweeper train? No <laughs> joke. <laughs> but really, like, if, if we could throw in a little bit of evening porch time, you know, sitting on the porch at night on Main Street, people watching. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. I enjoy that so much, just watching everybody taking it in, having a fun conversation with a friend or meeting a new stranger and having a fun conversation with them. <laughs> um, it's just a, a neat little spot um, and the, the perfect way to to end the evening. I am pretty easy to please <laughs> when it comes to my Disneyland days. But that right there 
in a nutshell, kind of sums up the perfect summer day at Disneyland for me. So I like it. I like it. You, you threw <laughs> in a lot of classics in there. Uh, you got, you know, like first and second lunch, which I can always get behind. <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> I'm always going to be behind, you know, any way we can work in more food into the day. Like I'm usually going to be about that. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could make an entire weekend of nothing but just eating your way through. The you really could. Mm-hmm. You really, really could. <laughs> Case in point, my last trip to Disneyland <laughs> was mostly food. So there you go. There you go. That's, uh, that's the life right there. I love it. I love it. You know, I uh, I took kind of a similar approach to you. I, I sort of mapped out my perfect days, sort of with the idea that I'd be getting there in the morning and kind of taking it through the afternoon and the evening. So for me, you know, my ideal Disneyland summer day, uh, now of course I'm not local anymore. Like you, if I was still local, then I'd, I'd probably be, you know, showing up at dusk <laughs> at Basque. I mean, cause the easiest way to beat the heat is to just not be there. <laughs> during yep. the heat, right? Yeah. But, you know, since I, I don't have that luxury these days, I, I would I would get there at opening. I'd probably be there for rope drop. As soon as the rope dropped, I would probably head right to uh, Fantasyland, right through the castle, hit up Peter Pan. I would do <laughs> Mr. Toad, mm-hmm. uh, as well as I, I would head over to Alice in Wonderland as well, because those typically uh, fill up. And they're not exactly, well, at least in the case of Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, they're not exactly fun cues to wait, especially when it's hot, because you're very close, confined with people. And uh, yeah, that body heat, man, it gets bad. So I would do those, uh, hit up the Fantasyland, and then I would go do breakfast at Red Rose Tavern, uh, mainly to get the Mickey Mouse-shaped pancake. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Because again... I got to have the Mickey food and Mm -hmm. this is a perfect way to start the day. And naturally I would get a side of potato bites because it's never too early for potato bites. They can be breakfast, lunch, or dinner food. Indeed. Yes. So that would be my experience. And then as soon as I'm done with breakfast, I would probably just hit up Snow White and Pinocchio because why not? I'm right there and there's probably going to be no line. So... (laughs) But after that, then I would make my way back through the castle down to Main Street. And this would be where I'd probably spend the bulk of my early afternoon, kind of midday, where it starts to get kind of hot. Uh, of course, I'm going to duck right into Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. We already mentioned that. One of my favorite experiences. And it's, it's a great way to beat the heat. So I would go in there. I'd probably spend a good portion of time probably tearing up a little bit. Hmm. that's just me probably but uh i just have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in that attraction i'm sure we'll get into that one day but great moments with mr lincoln after that i'd probably grab a snack knowing myself it'd probably be a pickle (laughs) and then i would probably head into uh main street cinema for a bit eat my pickle watch some classic mickey mouse shorts again duck in the heat and, you know, typically like Main Street Cinema, you know, it's usually not full, although I feel like the secret's out. Some people will still go in there now because of the air conditioning, but it's a good place to eat a pickle. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, I've enjoyed said pickle and the Main Street Cinema, I would probably uh, stroll into Disneyana right there. 
uh, look at all of the stuff there, probably figure out what I'm going to drop all my money on because usually that place takes a good chunk of my cash for the day. So I'll figure that out. Uh, usually that's kind of what I like to do. I sort of figure out what I want to buy and then I'll usually return later in the day to buy it. Uh, so, you know, air conditioned and I get to, you know, peruse with my wallet, so. <laughs> which Disney loves. Yes, they do. <laughs> and then, I, you know, after that, I, I would just probably, you know, stay on Main Street for a little while, take in some of the atmosphere. Maybe if it's open, hit up the Main Street porch and just kind of chill there for a bit and do some people watching uh, because that's always entertaining. And uh, it's just classic. It's a classic Disneyland trip for me. Then this would be about lunchtime. So I will assume that I will have had the forethought to make my dinner reservation or lunch reservation 60 days in advance. <laughs> so this would be at the Blue Bayou. I would head over that way because, you know, again, air conditioning and I, there's just something amazing about the Blue Bayou atmosphere. I just can't get enough. It just puts me in this great like Disney mood, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's just a perfect way to just kind of chill out from the day. <laughs> I feel like lunch is just perfect to, you know, we've already had some stuff going on for the day. Like this is kind of my time to wind down, kind of refresh, get ready for the second half of my day. So Blue Bayou, I would probably get like some pasta. Usually they have some great pasta there. At least that's been my experience. And of course, mint julep. Got to have a mint julep if I'm in New Orleans. So New Orleans Square. So. After Blue Bayou, depending on the line, I would probably do Pirates of the Caribbean because why not? It's right there, right? <laughs> so I would I would go on that. And then I would take a look probably at Jungle Cruise to see. Uh, basically, I would just look if the line is at the uh, on the top platform. Not doing it. <laughs> if the line's not up there, then okay, cool. I, I might think about it. But uh, yeah, Jungle Cruise, that, that top area, if that's uh, open in the line... I'm not a fan, not, not a fan at all, uh, especially when it's hot. It's just not yeah. fun. Yeah. So Jungle Cruise, yeah or nay, would just to be dependent on that second floor of the line is open. Otherwise, I'm making my way over to the Tiki Room, grabbing a Dole Whip, enjoying the Tiki Room. You, you mentioned it as well. Like the, I feel the Tiki Room is just perfect and pair that with the Dole Whip. Uh, I'm in heaven, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just perfect. Perfect day for me. Uh, of course, has to involve a Dole Whip. After that, I'm probably going to make my way over to the Mark Twain Riverboat and take that around Rivers of America because I just enjoy that. Yeah, you just can't beat a, a trip across Rivers of America. You know, it's just so iconic and yeah, I love it. So after this, it'd be kind of the evening time. I'd start be thinking about dinner. And this is where I would head to Galaxy's Edge. I'd go to Docking Bay 7. And for me, you know, I, I try, although, you know, Disneyland, I, I give myself permission to basically eat whatever I want, but I try, try to eat some plant-based when I can. Uh, so this is where I would do the Felucian Kefta and Hummus Gardens spread that they have there, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically impossible meatballs with some hummus <laughs> if we're getting down to brass tacks. Uh, this is actually pretty good. And what I like about it, it's very refreshing. It's not too heavy. So I feel like it would be a perfect kind of summertime sort of meal. 
it pales in comparison to the Athorian Garden Loaf they used to sell there. Yeah. But that's that's a whole other sad Don't get me know, started tale. on that. <laughs> so delicious. Never will understand why they got rid of it. But I'm I'm left with some meatballs. I can take it. You know, it, it's it's refreshing. And of course, you pair that with the Fatro drink, uh, which as you mentioned, you know, one of your favorite cool drinks. So refreshing. And again, it, it's just the perfect drink for summer. I love it. After my dinner, Docking Bay 7, I would then kind of head out back around to Fantasyland. I would specifically go towards Small World. I would ride Small World. And then, of course, after Small World, I would kind of set up camp there to catch the 6.30 viewing of Magic Happens, the parade. And then after the parade, I would probably hit up Star Tours or Buzz Lightyear, whichever one of those. Probably Buzz Lightyear, if we're being honest, because I probably wouldn't have a line. Uh, although Star Tours would probably be my preferred choice, but one one of those. And then after that, I would head back to Main Street where I'm grabbing a table at Jolly Holiday to prepare for the fireworks. Then I would also, once said table is grabbed, I would go to Gibson Grill to get my root beer float. I know it's, you know, kind of more ice cream. I had the Dole Whip earlier, but you know what? This is my perfect <laughs> Disney day, so... We're doing all the desserts. It doesn't matter. Yes. (laughs) So I would have my root beer float. I would enjoy wondrous journeys because, of course, I've already experienced it on Main Street. And to me, like, there's nothing better than sipping on a root beer, being able to sit, (laughs) watch the fireworks, uh, and just kind of take in the music and everything. So perfect for me. After that... You know, I'd wait for the crowds to disperse, you know, because there's always that craziness where everybody thinks the park's closed after fireworks for whatever reason. So they leave. And once the crowd kind of disperses, then this is where I would head back to the west side of the park and I would hit up Big Thunder Mountain uh, as well as Haunted Mansion. And then I would, after Haunted Mansion, I would head right to the New Orleans train station, hop on the train, take that around, and then again stay on the train basically until it's the sweeper train what i love about the sweeper train is it's just so cool like going around disneyland when it's empty like it's just such a different vantage point than what you're used to and seeing like especially when you're in tomorrowland and you're seeing like autopia shut down and it's just quiet uh it's it's just very serene i don't know like it's very reflective for me Mm -hmm. so that's why I, I love kind of that last uh, Grand Circle tour. And it, it's just for me, it's just a great way to kind of say goodnight to Disneyland, you know, in the, in the day and the trip. So after the train trip, I would exit, go on Main Street, go back into Disneyana, buy all of the stuff I scouted out <laughs> earlier. And, you know, I would have no money left, of course. And I would probably just sit on a bench until they kick me out. Just taking in the Main Street atmosphere. And yeah, then I would leave. And that for me is my perfect day. Perfect summer's day at Disneyland. Nice. Definitely is a a good day. And now that you've heard from us, we would love to hear from you. So hop on Instagram, look us up. We are at Hello Project 55. And share with us what your perfect day at Disneyland would look like. We can't wait to hear from you. I, for one, can't wait because who knows, there might be a new uh, tradition that I incorporate into my summer trip, something I didn't think about. So 
I'm always excited to hear new ideas. Yeah. Can't wait. And with that, I think that about does it for this week. So now it's time to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, if you've enjoyed your time with us today, the best way to continue the adventure is to make sure you subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And until then, we'll be back next week with more exciting Disneyland experiences. Take care and we'll see you real soon. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.